Hey, welcome to the podcast. This is The Surge Effect, and I'm your host, Mike Surge. This podcast will be talking about anything and everything, life in general to current events and past events, and all things about this beautiful and wonderful world that we live in. And this podcast, well, it'll probably have an effect on you. Before we get started on today's podcast, let's talk about two different sponsors that we have. Our first sponsor is Love My Legs Own Sound Grey Bruce. Click on the link below in the description and head on over to their website, which is a Facebook site. has all different kinds of women's leggings on there, and they have three different styles of waistbands. And they are the only lifetime guarantee in the business. So head on over to their their website, their Facebook page, and check out what they have to offer. Our second sponsor for today is T-Shirts, She-Shirts. Once again, click on the link below in the description and head on over to their website and see what they have to offer. They are more than just a T-Shirt company. All right, let's get started with today's podcast. Well, hello once again, and welcome to another episode of The Surge Affect. Uh, Today's episode, we are going to be talking a little bit about Justin Trudeau and Pierre Polyev. Now, what I've said in past podcasts in regards to uh, politicians is, are they making your life better, or are they making your life worse? It's really simple. Try not to get attached to these people. Use them, uh, think of them as a tool as a hammer or a screwdriver and uh, they're there to do a job and uh, that hammer has to you know you knock in a nail uh, then you use a good hammer if that hammer's not working grab another hammer same with a screwdriver that screwdriver ain't working grab another screwdriver these people are tools to make your life and my life and the people of this country better not worse if they're making your life worse and like I said, that tool needs to be replaced. It's really that simple. So in the last eight years, honestly, say to yourself, is my life better or is it worse? Real simple. All right, so this first video I'm going to show you is a lady by the name of Denise Batters. She is a senator, and she did a little, uh, she did a, a little video uh, not too long ago, and... Um, talking about Trudeau and the the foundation stuff. I'm not going to play it all. It's about eight minutes long. You can find this, actually, um, real quick on on YouTube and watch the whole thing. It's about, like I said, seven and a half minutes long, almost eight minutes long. And um, she talks a little bit about Trudeau and his foundation and a little bit about him. And uh, here we go. What does political power look like? Think about it. There's enormous opportunity and enormous potential in that realization. Who's in the background? World Economic Forum, of course, because he is part of it, and they are nothing but a thorn in our side because they are not elected. Anyone in the World Economic Forum do not work for you or me. They work against us, and our politicians that are voted in should not be any part of the World Economic Forum, period. If you could see political power, it would be this brown, unassuming building on a downtown street in Ottawa. Behind these doors, decisions worth hundreds of billions of dollars and decisions that impact the lives of millions of people 
and Canada's relations with foreign powers are made every day. When they say the halls of power, these are the halls. For some elites and special interests, getting through these doors and getting that money and influence is the only thing that matters. What's good for the country? What's good for Canadians? Those considerations are second and a distant third. Power, money, and influence is the name of the game for them. There's a saying, who do you know in the PMO? Under the Trudeau government, the concentration of power and influence has evolved. It's more complicated. The PMO uses outside organizations and a series of appointments to prominent positions to help keep Trudeau and his Liberal government in office. This is a story about an organization that shares the same name as the Prime Minister. This is a story about how it began getting a lot of cash from foreign donors. At the same time, a seeming straight line of appointment and political influence appeared between the Trudeau Foundation and the Trudeau government. The implications of this are extraordinary. This is a story about the Trudeau Foundation. Okay, so like I said, it goes on there for about seven and a half minutes. Basically, in a nutshell, he puts people in his foundation, puts them in positions so that later on when he needs favors, he pulls those favors. And we've seen those favors as he's had little scandals that have arose along the way. And um, he's had to answer for them. And uh, he puts those people in place. It's just that simple. So anyway, uh, right after this video, I'm going to show you a little video of uh, this is of um, Justin. Yeah. And uh, saying how much restraint he uses, that he always uses restraint, so much restraint. So here we go. Your government exercise fiscal restraint at such a time, what are those challenges? First of all, we are a government that has always exercised fiscal restraint. $64 billion in inflationary spending. It's the most expensive government in the history of Canada. First of all, we are a government that has always exercised fiscal restraint. He's just not worth the cost. Now that, of course, is the progressive conservative saying he is just not worth the cost. Eight years of this guy, and he is just a not worth the cost. Next video I'm going to show you is uh, Justin Trudeau back in 2010 talking about guns. Interesting. On his take back then and 13 years later, his take now that he's prime minister. It's funny how they change their colors and change their stripes with the blowing of the wind. Registering your guns is, is just the first step towards taking away guns from everyone. That's never going to happen because here in Canada, we have a culture that has, that has grown up with guns and that respects the need. From today forward, it is no longer legal to buy, sell, or transfer a handgun in Canada. Interesting. What a spin. Within 13 years, and he becomes prime minister, it's like one minute, oh, you can't take the guns. The next minute, oh, we're taking your guns. Un. Believable. Yes, sir. All right, so here is uh, Pierre Polyev before he became the opposition leader. He was questioning uh, Trudeau in regards to the We Charity that the taxpayers forked over about a half a billion dollars, and a lot of it was to um, Trudeau's family as well. So here's Pierre Polyev. This kind of tweaked my interest about Pierre a while back because uh, 
this is what he was doing when he was looking after our money. So imagine what this guy's going to be like as our prime minister. So listen to this uh, exchange. No uh, question, Mr. Chair. Uh, prime Minister, you twice were found guilty of breaking the Ethics Act. After those two convictions, did you decide to read the act? You've got 14 seconds, Prime Minister. Um, yes, I have read the act a number of times. Are you aware of Section 21? Uh, yes, since I've read the act, I'm aware of Section What 21. does it say? I can pull it up for you, but if you have it in front of you, if you don't mind. Well, it says a public office holder, of which you are one, shall recuse himself or herself from any discussion, de decision, debate, or vote in any matter in which, uh, uh, in respect of which he or she would be in a conflict of interest. Now, what you admitted today is not just that you were in a conflict of interest, but that you consciously recognized in your May cabinet meeting that such a conflict might exist. That it didn't just slide by your desk, that you were consciously aware that there was a, an inappropriate link to your family that would put you in a conflict. Why did you, at that moment, not call the ethics commissioner and recuse yourself? That is simply not true, Mr. Polyev. Uh, the issue of advancing uh, issues for one's own. And by the way, the ethics commissioner uh, is looking into this right now, and I fully trust his judgment on, on determining it. Uh, but at the same time, my concern around recusing myself was a question around perceptions. Uh, because I knew so, full well that this Canada Summer Students Grant Program was not going up. to directly benefit uh, my mother or my brother. Your, your 16 seconds are up. Years. Your 16 seconds are up. I'm going to ask you again because no, nobody, nobody believes you when you say you don't know how much money your family has got from the WE group. You had a month to look into that. You knew you were going to testify here. Again, how much money total have your brother, mother, and spouse received from this organization? How much? That information has been publicly shared, but I will highlight. Well, then tell me mother, what it is. Uh, my mother How much? has uh, has just the dollar figure uh, throughout her life. The dollar uh, figure, in Prime various Minister. Various ways and is uh, proud How much? of the work that she's done, and I'm proud of her. How much? Uh, I'm looking for can, a dollar figure. We can, we can get that number for you if you like. It's been in, out in the media. It's been in the media, but you don't know it. I don't have it in front of me. You don't frankly, know how much your family has received from this organization, which you tried to give a half billion dollars, really. So we'll cut that there, but you get the idea of how they sidestep and use a bit of word salad when it comes to answering a simple question. Ask yourself this question. If you had a business and you had this individual working for you, how long would they be working for you? If you asked them a question and they responded like that. This is no different, folks. No different. When it comes time to vote, and put your powerful check mark on someone's name. Do it with someone that you can trust. Do it with somebody that you feel good about. Do it with somebody that's going to what? That's right. Make your life better, not worse. It's really that simple. Okay, so this next video I am going to show you is a little clip that uh, was compiled, and this is uh, Tamara Leach. And Tamara, of course, if you uh, don't know about Tamara, she was she's being charged with mischief because of the Ottawa truckers. Absolute mischief. She's been in 
uh, 27 or 28 days in a court hearing over mischief, and they haven't proven shit, nothing, all because they went from the west to the east to Ottawa, and they protested what this tyrannical government was doing against its own citizens. Freedom, folks. Freedom is what she was talking about. And as you'll hear in the background of this narrative, freedom is not free. Here we go. This freeze assets, go door to door, put people in prison for peaceful protest. We speak up. We are with them all the way. Having your bank account frozen. What's your pay This is a form of fascism going on. Being thrown in jail. You can Because this unlawful activity has to end. What's your pay Being denied bail. We should start with the democracy that is under threat. You can Right next door. Place called Canada. You government also intimated that it was being funded by Russians. So if it wasn't Russian, it was mega American. What's your pay though? They couldn't pay mortgages. It was taking bank accounts. Like people cannot believe that happened and certainly not that it happened in Canada. What the convoy did was really reignite that Canadian spirit and uh, again showed fundamentally who Canadians are. But just the way he labeled those truckers as racist. It's hard to overstate the historical significance of what we're watching right here. The Canadian trucker convoy is the single most successful human rights protest in a generation. You've got to be strong! Be confronted with the inherent violence of a swastika flying on a street corner or a Confederate flag. What the Freedom Convoy really showed people was that the democracy is an illusion. There is no democracy here anymore. You have God-given rights and freedoms and know them and understand them and fight for them and advocate for them. So she was talking, of course, about freedom, right? Know your rights. So this is what Joe Rogan, of course, said on his podcast in regards to Canada right after that. Here we go. Yep. Canada is communist. Canada is crazy. They're fucked. They're fucked. They got to get rid of that guy. How much time does he have? I feel like he's been prime minister for a while. Am I wrong? I don't know. I don't know how their system works up there. I have zero understanding of the system. Yeah? I never looked into it at all. I just, I didn't even, I, I liked him. I liked him before the pandemic. Trudeau? Yeah. Yeah. I was like a handsome guy. Yeah. Seems sweet. Yeah. You know, it's like, good, good looking guy, confident, good talker. Yeah. And then during the pandemic, I'm like, oh, you're a fucking dictator. Yeah. Oh, you don't like criticism. You're trying to shut down criticism by saying that all your critics are misogynists and racists. Yeah. Who said that about the trucking people, the truckers? He called them. Called them all misogynists and racists. Oof. Yeah, he's gross. He's a sketchy guy. Yeah. And he's got some fucking shaky deals. I would like to see, like, where the money is coming from. Like, why Why do you want everybody to get injected every four months? They don't need that anymore. So there's an interesting take from Joe Rogan in regards to our country and, of course, Trudeau. Um, not far off, right? Not far off. Because when the uh, truckers occurred, this is what... Trudeau did to us with the goons that came to our soil and did this to us in Ottawa. For those people that are listening, this is the the goons that were in Ottawa that were attacking Canadian citizens. As you can also see, Canada is a place of free expression where individuals and communities are free to express themselves openly and strongly. 
We thank them for sharing their perspective. And of course, that's overlaid over the pictures, the horrific pictures of Canadian citizens being stomped on by horses, beaten by these goons, probably came from some other country. And, uh, Being a democracy doesn't mean we all agree. It means we all work together, we all listen to each other, we all respect each other, and that's uh, how we move forward on doing the most important thing in front of us, protecting nature. Now, if you were in, just came across this video and, and I showed it to you, or you just came across it yourself on the internet, you'd think that was in a different country. You wouldn't think that was in Canada. You wouldn't, you wouldn't think that occurred in Canada. But it in fact did occur in Canada. Once again, does it make your life better or does it make your life worse? All because this so-called leader did not even want to come down and speak with the people in regards to their wishes, why they were there, what are they doing there, you know, stuff like that. Um, it's something, for sure. Um, so this next video, I'm just going to, just a very short, brief video. This person just asking a question to uh, Trudeau. Tends on leading the Liberal Party into the next election? Yes. So there's a scary thought. She just said, are you going to be leading, you know, your party into the next election? He just literally said, yes. Well, I think for 38 million Canadians, that's scary because what has happened to this country in the last eight years has been scary because of the taxation, because of this carbon tax, inflation, all the scandals. I think about it. If you had somebody in your employee that did say one thing, say they stole something from you, there's one scandal. So two things that they were talking behind your back with other people, there's number two. And they did this four to five times, how long would they be in your employee? But yet, people vote for this guy. It's unbelievable to me. It's just unbelievable to me. So anyway, so I was just talking about tar carbon tax. So I'm going to let this guy, who's a trucker, got this off TikTok. I think this is amazing. Not sure who this guy is, but he is amazing the way he, uh, he talks about this. Um, talks about the carbon tax. Of the carbon tax on the goods and services that you buy. Because ultimately, when I'm being billed for this, I'm passing it on to you, the end user. So I'm going to go through my bill. I'm not a big, a big spender on fuel compared to many, many truckers. I'm actually pretty low. So you can extrapolate this out however you want to understand the impact. And remember that Canada is the only country in the world right now charging a carbon tax. We are being built Bingo. to solve the world's problem and nobody else is solving it. Let's take a look at my building. There's probably easier, more tech-savvy ways, but let's deal with it the simple way. So at the end of the day, I buy regular, clear diesel, dye diesel, and diesel exhaust fluid. That's another emissions component. We'll talk about that at a later date. At the end of the day, I used 2,762 liters of fuel, and the total bill for my fuel was $3,402. Again, not a high miler. You'll notice that the bulk of it is right here. That is the clear diesel. Then there's a federal tax that goes on to the price of diesel. It's 118.56. So tax number one. 
Then there is a provincial tax, 22346. Then there is the carbon tax, 46269. Right here, carbon tax. So take your total, add your federal tax, then tax your provincial tax, then tax your carbon tax, and wait for it, there's more. Now we're going to put the GST on top of all the other taxes. For a grand total of, I spent $3,402 in fuel, $4,700. So there is $1,365 worth of tax on a fuel. So there you go. Tax on tax and carbon tax, which is ridiculous. Once again, is your life better or is it worse? It's real simple. It's not rocket science. This stuff is, it's not, they're not tough questions, right? Is your life better or is it worse? So, so here's a little thing about the Ukraine, of course, uh, in regards to this, this liberal government and uh, basically saying that, you know, we'll provide them with whatever they want, however they want, as much as they want, for as long as they want. But yet we have our own problems in this country. Canada has homeless people. We have people that, 2 million people going to, going to food banks. The, it goes on and on. Anyway, listen. Canada has provided some $10 billion worth of humanitarian, military, and direct financial support. That said, this Prime Minister, this government, have been consistent and unequivocal in saying that we will support Ukraine whatever it takes for as long as it takes. And I will say that concerns me a bit, and I've heard that concern from a growing number of my constituents. Isn't that something? Just what I said, right? As long as it takes, how much as they want, as long as they want. People should be just firing off emails to their MPs and, and letting them know that, you know, enough is enough. You know, that, uh, how, how long can a country that is, our inflation is through the roof, Keep helping out another another country. How, how long is that sustainable? Good question. So let's uh, flip back to uh, Pierre Polyev here. And uh, he released this just a few weeks back. I think this is, this is great. Justin Trudeau is not worth the cost. Yesterday, his economic update brought in $20 billion of new inflationary spending that pushes up interest rates, and it can, it can be summed up very simply. Prices up, rates up, debt up, taxes up, time's up for Justin Trudeau. Common sense conservatives will vote non-confidence, not just in this plan, but in Justin Trudeau, because it's time to replace him with a new common sense government that will bring home powerful paychecks that buy affordable food, gas, and homes in safe neighborhoods. Listen, this is someone who's doubled our national debt. He's added more debt than all previous prime ministers combined. We're, next year, we will spend more on debt interest in Canada than we do on health care. That's right. We will spend $52 billion paying interest on Justin Trudeau's debt and only $51 billion on health care. We're going to spend, Trudeau wants to spend twice as much on debt interest than on our military. And how are people living after eight years of Trudeau Food bank use has reached a record-smashing record 2 million. 
housing costs have doubled. And yesterday, he, he, he repackaged all the same programs that have doubled housing costs, gave them new names and more money, which we can expect will only make the problem worse. And finally, he's giving 15 billion tax dollars to hire 1,600 foreign replacement workers. Prime Minister is literally bringing in replacement workers to throw our hardworking union families out in the cold. So Windsor families won't get the jobs. Foreign workers from South Korea will, paid for by Canadian tax dollars. $15 billion of tax money works out to $1,000 for every family in Canada to hire replacement workers from South Korea. All right, so that was just a short clip, of course, of Pierre Polyev. Now, at the very start, he said about a vote of non-confidence. Uh, I'm going to pop this up on the screen here, and I'm also going to uh, include a link to this particular article. Uh, Michelle Ferrari, she has put this up and forth. All you do is uh, click on the link that I put in the description below and sign the petition for the vote of non-confidence for Justin Trudeau, vote of non-confidence. And uh, yeah, just head on over and do that. You just have to put your name your name in, uh, first and last, and um, it'll send you a link to your um, email for, for confirmation that, of course, that it is you, and that's that. It'll be confirmed. Um, the other day, uh, when it first started, it went to like 20,000 real fast, and it went to 30-some-odd thousand, uh, 35,000, 39. And I think it's up to 80, and I don't even know what it is now. I'd have to double-check to see what uh, what it's at right now. Um, okay, well, that being said as well, um, Pierre Polyev is so far ahead in the polls. Um, he is just – he's crushing everybody. And uh I'll give you an idea, this just came out literally just the other day. Um, sources of the research for that, um, Nano's research, November 24th, just come out. Uh, he's like 40, 41%, 41%. And look at these guys. Look at these two guys. Yeah, they're neck and neck. NDP and Liberal are now neck and neck at 22%. And, of course, the block, they're, they're a joke, six, and uh, the green is six, and then two for uh, Barrier. Um, anyway, that's how far he is in the polls. So he's so far ahead in the polls right now that, of course – the liberal governments, they threw the liberal government, they threw out money to the media, and uh, they were dealing with uh, bad headlines all year, of course. But on November 21st, Trudeau announced a new media bailout, and suddenly the headlines started looking like this in all the newspapers. See that? Pierre Polyev playing the baseline uh, of free uh, trade agreement is a compromise on democracy. Pierre Polyev, bad week. Pierre Polyev mouth just opened the door to liberal comeback. Liberal comeback? Are you kidding me? Pierre Polyev's cheap shot at CP journalists has not gone unnoticed. Now, that cheap shot, I'm going to show that to you in a minute. Not a cheap shot. She was trying to make him look foolish, and that wasn't the case. And um, Pierre Polyev's lousy week of leadership as, as uh, potential prime minister, Pierre Polyev needs to choose his words. He needs to choose his words. Meanwhile, we got a guy that, you know, called Canadians racist, misogynist, and, and just on and on and on. It's like, are you kidding me? This is why they're running scared. See, they're running scared because Pierre Polyev is kicking their asses. That's the fact. So here's another little little uh, poll for food banks in the last year in Toronto. Look at how far they're up. There's Trudeau right there when he first started. 
And this is what it is in now. Food bank visits in Toronto by one year. How sickening is that? 2.53 million? It's ridiculous. And what else we got here for another graph? We can look. Canadians' monthly federal debt. This is our federal debt right now. So right there where Trudeau took, o- took over, and that, what it is now, $4.3 Off the charts. Trudeau was down here, right down in here, and then poof, off the charts for what we're paying for our our debt. It's ridiculous. So like I said, uh, I'm going to show the, this clip about Pierre Paulier. They were saying that you know his mouth's going to get him in trouble. And uh, about the uh, the uh, CP uh, reporter that was asking him questions. So here is uh, here is Katrina Gould in the house. You can read it. That's what it says at the top there. And the yes, as it's scrolling across the top, you can read what she says. Um, anyway, she basically saying that uh, you know Pierre Polyev said things that he shouldn't have said. Check it out. So you see how she tries to turn the tables and says, oh, why didn't they do the agreement for the free trade agreement for the Ukraine? Well, if you've been following along the House and following along the information that's been going on, they voted against it because they put a carbon tax against the Ukraine, believe it or not. So the Liberal government put a carbon tax in that agreement that Ukraine would have to pay. A carbon tax? Something's weird, folks. Something's really, really weird. So anyway, so she said that, and that was also about the uh, terrorist attack that occurred uh, on the border. Of It was actually a couple whose accelerator was stuck. But while it was all going on, there was a lot of different moving parts, a lot of things happening in the media, a lot of things happening online. And this here was a, uh, a CP reporter asking Pierre Polyev, uh, question. So here we go. Um, do you think it was responsible for you to call yesterday's explosion by the customs, uh, by the checkpoint at the Rainbow Bridge, terrorism, when no U.S. or Canadian officials said that was the or authorities said that was the case, and when the New York governor also said there was no evidence to suggest terrorism activity? Actually, you're wrong. Are you a CP? Okay, so CP, by the way, CP, just for everyone's knowledge, did have to make three corrections for falsehoods that they put into a single article. I think that might be unprecedented. Um, I'm actually thinking about checking with the Guinness Book of World Records to see if there's ever been a news agency that has had to issue three corrections for patent falsehoods that they admit they had been made in one single article, and now you've made yet another falsehood in your question. Um, um, Where you are wrong is that CTV reported that the government of Canada was presuming that the incident was terrorist. So... Yeah, that was, and that's what I said in my remarks. You're right. It was a media report. Which is what I said. In the House, I said there are media reports. That's correct. In the House, he literally said there were media 
reports. That's what he said. And I'm going to show you this other clip here. Do you think this is this is a clip that the liberals threw together? This is what they threw together, which I believe is a little misleading. A little misleading, and I'm going to show you why. It was responsible for you to call yesterday's explosion by the custom by the checkpoint at the Rainbow Bridge terrorism, when no U.S. or Canadian officials said that was the or authorities said that was the case, and when the New York governor also said there was no evidence to suggest terrorism activity. Actually, you're wrong. The explosion was an attempted terrorist attack. We've just heard. So, do you hear what that little clip from that was? I think from Fox News. It was a little wee clip. Of audio. I'm going to see if I can play that, just that little clip again. And then I'm going to play you the full clip and you can hear everything for yourself. Here we go. Attack. We've just heard me. An attempted terrorist attack. We've. So they just showed that little clip, an attempted terrorist attack. And I am going to show you the full clip. Here we go. Uh, yes. Oh, here we go. Oh, Alexis McAdams is reporting. That according to high-level police sources, the explosion was an attempted terrorist attack. A lot of explosives in the vehicle at the time. The two people who were in the car are deceased. One Border Patrol officer was injured. Driving from the U.S. apparently to Canada, and we're trying to drive toward the CBP building. So there you go. What a difference from the one clip that the liberals uh, put out and tried to make it look like Pierre was like lying or he's, you know, he wasn't telling the truth or something. Meanwhile, how many times has the leader that's been in power right now lied to Canadians, not told Canadians the truth? One of them was gun control. I showed that to you earlier. So, and that's just one. Come on, folks. It's, it's, it just amazes me. The people right now that are in power, the people that are in positions of power, should not be there. They should be voted out of their jobs. As far as I'm concerned, never in our history the Canadians have to endure a more corrupt and incompetent group of self-entitled imposters. Really. We are getting hammered with carbon tax, which, in my opinion, from what I know, from what I've read, Listening to scientists who know about CO2 and know about parts per million and know about the Ice Age and know about cyclical events on this planet and everything, how everything occurs. And I wish they would have a, uh, a group of scientists and then a group of politicians and have a little debate in regards to whether or not we're being sold a bill of goods in this country. Because not just this country, the world. This world is being, being sold a bill of goods in regards to this. It's really that simple. So just before I sign off, I'm going to want everyone to know once again, are these politicians making your life better or are they making it worse? It's really that simple. If they're making it worse, then that tool has to be replaced by another tool to make your life better so you can pay less tax. You can live a better life. It's, it's like economics 101. The more money you have in your pocket, chances are the more you're going to spend. You're going to spend it in the economy, and the economy is going to roll, and that's the way it works. And then your country or your area or wherever you're living is going to thrive because everyone's going to participate in that, right? 
We're supposed to be a democracy, a free democracy where we can all collectively get along. We can all collectively uh, do what's right for society and hopefully make each other human beings' lives better. Politicians should do the same. They should not get into politics and then turn around and flip the script and next thing you know, they're not doing the things that they should be doing for the constituents of their area or the people of their country. It should mean something. It should mean something to somebody with a little bit of personal integrity to do the right thing for the people. But unfortunately, these people that are making so much money and the people that aren't making very much money, they don't seem to care about the people down here. Because they, they're making you know hundreds of thousands of dollars. But explain that to somebody that's making next to nothing. They've got to put out money for groceries and pay all this extra tax because the trucker's got to ship it. Farmer's got to pay his carbon tax to, say, heat their corn. Anyway, think about that. I'm rambling on at the end of my podcast. Don't want to make it too long. So anyway, listen, thank you very much for subscribing to this uh, podcast of mine. Uh, I put a lot of work into these things. So please like and, dis- like and subscribe. Um, spread my vid- videos to other people on YouTube or to other people in your social network. You can spread, it, spread them around on uh, Twitter or you can spread them on Facebook all the different social media platforms, you can spread it around because you know what? You need, you need people to see this. Like I said earlier, uh, click on the link below and go and sign that uh, petition for um, uh, Michelle Ferrari uh, f- for the uh, non-competence vote. And uh, let's do a vote and uh, have, a, have a new prime minister in that seat that will make our lives better, not worse. I can be found on Rumble. I can also be found on any Android or Apple device. Just go on that device, type in The Surge Affect, and you will see my little um, logo right there. There it is. And uh, it's just TSA with a microphone in there. And uh, please, leave any comments again. Like I said, leave comments below. And... um, I'm looking forward to hearing anything you have to say and hopefully share it with some other people. Do you like the guy? Do you not like the guy? I'm talking about Trudeau, and then I'm talking about Polyev. Uh, Everything I've seen about Polyev in the last little while, he seems to be on the right track for me. Is he just saying shit? I hope not. And I hope that when he gets into power, he does the right thing for this Canadian uh, great country of ours, and we can all be so proud the way we were back in the day, and we can take our kids to Canada today with pride and know that We are Canadian. So thank you very much for listening. Until next podcast. Cheers, everybody. This episode sponsored by He Shirts, She Shirts. Go to www.heshirtsheshirts.ca. Just type in the letters TSA, the surge effect. When you check out, Type in TSA for your coupon and receive 10% off your next purchase. Thanks for listening to today's podcast, everybody.